This podcast is brought to you by MedCloud. Get connected, cyber safe. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Vanguard podcast. Today, I'm very, very pleased to welcome uh, Gene Rich, who is a 15-year veteran in the MSP space. Before co-founding his company, Traceless, he founded Point, which is a managed service provider servicing small and medium-sized businesses in New York and San Francisco. Gene also founded Orchard, which is a national consulting firm focused on the deployment and managing of Apple devices. He also sits on the Apple Consultants Network Advisory Council, as well as the uh, ConnectWise Cybersecurity Advisory Council. Gene, a very warm welcome to you and welcome to Vanguard. Yeah, thanks so much, Scott, for having me. It's really nice to be here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, you're based in New York. How is the weather over there? And, um, you know, are you freezing and not outside? Yeah, you know, it's um, finally feels like winter. We've got about 10 inches of snow on the ground. I'm about an hour and a half north of the city right now. And um, I like the seasons, you know, so I don't mind the cold and the snow. Absolutely. And it must look absolutely beautiful as well. Yeah, today's a nice one. Fantastic. Well, Gene, again, thanks so much for joining us. And, and the part of this podcast is it's it's fairly punchy. It's fairly quick. It's for someone to be listening at their desk or going for a run and so forth. And we've got a few questions here. And I really want to start by asking a little bit about your background. And it's 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 truly a, a pivot um, that is out of this world to a certain extent. You know, you go from a successful model in New York City and you move into the world of technology, software business, cybersecurity. Tell me, why did you get in that? And what inspired you to make that pivot from modeling into the world of tech? Yeah, it's 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 a story that people don't dig up that often. So I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, you know, I kind of finished college uh, with a degree in accounting and computer science and decided to just take a break. Um, I think it's more common, at least for my friends that I had that were from Europe, where people take a break between you know, high school and college, or as you might call it, uni. Um, and, you know, or they take a break, you know, after college before they start their their career. And, you know, I, I feel like I just needed a point of inflection to take a break. And I had this opportunity to live in New York uh, and model, which sounds glorious, but, you know, it's certainly, an, it, it, it was an interesting way to see the city. Um, and it's good when you get paid. Uh, but outside of that, you know, unless you're top, you know, probably 5%, which I wasn't, it's, it's kind of difficult to make an actual career out of it. I think it's similar to acting. You know, there's a lot of people who act uh, and you hear about the success of like the top 5% of actors, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's it, in that way, it's a little bit uh, unpredictable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so during that time, obviously you were trying to work out, um, you know, I'm making a little bit of money here, but, I need to do something different to augment that income and so forth. Granted, New York's not the cheapest place to live in the world. So moving into the world of technology, tell me, how did that, how did that come about? Yeah, so I was actually um, catering 
to supplement my income. And it's probably one of my more favorite jobs I've had in my life, uh, especially in New York. Kind of introduced me to all different neighborhoods, you know, crazy houses and apartments, um, different restaurants, uh, very different level of culinary um, experience than I'd ever ex- had before in my life. Um, but, you know, I kind of identified that after a while that that wasn't something I wanted to pursue long term. And so I figured I'd get back into um, technology, right? And um, one of my buddies was an Oracle database administrator. And I said, hey, you know, maybe you can you can help me out and give me some white papers and some certs I can start reviewing. Um, and he had mentioned his neighbor needed an IT consultant um, and wanted to move their business from from using Windows to to Apple devices. And he had known that I was kind of obsessed with um, Apple devices and what they were really doing with packaging and, and their product and their OS. And that was kind of like my first client as, as an IT consultant uh, back in 2005. Fantastic. And, um, and, and from, from there, was that, um, was that the ability of working for someone or did you start your own business? So I had incorporated, um, and the, uh, you know, that contract was run through my friend's company because I didn't really know anything about client management and billing and being a consultant. And so we did that. And then it was kind of like, you know, I joke with people, it was like, you know, a man with a bag, um, and I'd take breaks and, you know, play Frisbee and meet up with friends when I didn't have any billing to do. And that kind of evolved to, hey, if I really want to do this, I need more clients and I need to get a little bit more serious about it. And, you know, that's kind of the first evolution point of what I would consider my uh, managed service company. Fantastic. And so I guess that's a really, a really good break point there. You know, one of the things I know about you, and we've known each other now um, almost a year, and, and, you know, one of the things that I find when we speak is, you know, you're always coming up with different business ideas or inspiration around a tweak to a business or, you know, which which really is is insightful in a lot of ways when we have a conversation. You know, your, your brain will go this way and then you'll think, oh, what about if we do that? So that business idea or that inspirational element of your brain seems to be working constantly all the time. Is it is it because you have a very inventive mind? Is it because you you have a need to bring new ideas to the fore to make your life easier or or friends' lives easier? Or is it the dreams of wealth or is it all of the above? Yeah, it's interesting. I think that the, you know, there's a a great kind of paradigm with management uh, that's going through the MSP space around the entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur operating system uh, or you know, EOS, uh, there's a book called traction that a lot of MSPs got really into. And, and I think it's great. And it really kind of, you know, explains the difference between like an operator and a visionary. And I think that, you know, that made me feel a little bit better about my, what, you know, at that time, my shortcomings uh, around implementing my ideas. Um, because, for a while, it just felt like I wasn't good at doing stuff in my own MSP, and but I had a lot of great ideas, right? And so, it's it's for me that's what I am naturally drawn towards, and sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse. You know, uh, 
remember one of my friends who was kind of a mentor, he, he had a, a business in the city where he was working in government technology after being the CTO of like the prison and correctional facilities in the five boroughs. And I had gotten myself way over my head and I, I just didn't know what to do with my business. I, you know, it was, a, it was one of those points where I felt like I was either going to lose my business and do something else or kind of like dig my feet in deeper and, and deal with some of the challenges that I had created for myself. And he said, Hey man, this is like, this is you, right? Like your head's in the clouds sometimes. And that's a good thing, right? Uh, because you're always thinking about stuff and um, that's where you like to be. But what that means is that your feet aren't always on the ground. And sometimes that can cause problems. And for me, that was like a, a great inflection point of my own uh, career and uh, as being a business owner to think differently about, hey, it's okay that I got here, but I, I really have to be careful about it because sometimes it could lead me down a path that's not very conducive to success or happiness. Absolutely. So that inflection point came, you had the you had the fork in the road, I guess, which is, you know, move on and progress your business or cut uh, and take a different direction. What what made you continue down the technology um, avenue and what made you build your, you know, your, your MSP business into the success as it is today? So, you know, I think at that point I had some commitments to my employees. Um, I had some commitments to uh, my customers and it, it, you know, it was an income for me and I felt that I couldn't just walk away from any sort of problems I had created. And I decided that I'd, I'd own it, you know, and, and try my best to turn the business around and, uh, and continue to develop it. And, and that's what ended up happening. And I think that that was more just the way I was kind of raised than it was like, you know, what, what is this turning point for your business? I mean, it's, it's definitely related, but I think it's more the way I was raised uh, that caused yeah. me to think that way. That's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, we don't know it at the time. And I, I guess I speak about it with my children and you will with yours as they grow up. And it's amazing how much the parents and your upbringing and your, your principles during upbringing start to come to life as you get older and, and how and how your life goes down those avenues of those principles that you learned as a kid. Yeah, and at that time, you know, my company was pretty upside down. And, you know, I kind of took it with a grain of salt saying to myself, well, some people go to business school and, you know, some people learn it on the streets. And, and I guess for me, that was uh, chalked up to a really good learning experience. And now, you know, it, as soon as I kind of feel like getting a little, like things are getting a, a little out of whack, you know, my barometer allows me to kind of put my feet down and, and focus uh, rather than let it get so far away from me, which is what had happened. You're listening to Vanguard, which is brought to you by MetCloud, the next generation cybersecure cloud platform. We're glad you've chosen to join us and we hope you enjoy listening to innovative, inspiring and successful people share their stories and interests with us. In the coming weeks, we'll have some really interesting guests from business owners, entrepreneurs and other inspiring people. So be sure to join us and subscribe to download the latest episode. Remember, Visit us at metcloud.com forward slash Vanguard to listen to previous episodes and see who may be on the podcast next.
brings me on to a, a, a point. When, when those points now come up in your lives, who are the people you speak to? Are they friends? Are they colleagues? Are they trusted advisors? Are they family members? Who do you fall back on as your go-to when you come to those forks in the road? Or do you, do you self-isolate and, and, I guess, a, a relevant term in these days, but do you, do you reflect internally and make those decisions yourself? Or is it, you know, a decision by, by board or decision by friends? I think it's a combination. You know, I think one of the things that it's been great for me uh, is having peers that are other MSP owners. So not to say like, like currently I'm not involved in a formal peer group, uh, which I think it's a fantastic thing to do for your business and for you as a, you know, a business owner to kind of accelerate your learning and growth. But um, just other friends who I've met, you know, through introductions or networking that I can call and just kind of vent to, Uh, you know, I've always been a solo business up. Uh, owner up until founding or co-founding Traceless. Um, and so, you know, it does kind of feel lonely sometimes when you're the only person that you can't really go to your employees and say, you know, I'm really pissed about, you know, potential financial trouble or losing a big client, or I don't feel like I'm a successful person right now. Uh, Cause you know, those employees are like looking at you to, to make sure that they have a job and, and to kind of like help them, develop their own career. Uh, and certainly my family has been, uh, and friends are, are certainly a rock in my life and they see stress. And I think on that side of things, they've been most helpful for me to navigate the stress and understand that it's truly temporary, uh, which turns my focus on how to prevent it in the future and get through it today. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, I love that feedback, and, and, and certainly it's very similar to what um, uh, to, to myself. Um, we come full circle, I guess, and, and, and we, we get to the present day, and the present day is you've started a really innovative business called Traceless. Um, you know, the Traceless uh, company that I understand gives companies the ability to send confidential information securely and privately. Um, you can expand on that for me if you can, but... Why did you think that there was a market for this product and this company, and, and how did it all get started? Yeah, so the that's a good question. I was really lucky enough to be invited to uh, a peer group focused around cybersecurity uh, that ConnectWise was hosting. Uh, at that time, it was called the CISO Think Tank. And uh, because of some of my leadership stuff I did with Apple, um, and some work I did putting Apple in touch with ConnectWise, they're like, hey, maybe you should join this thing that we're, we're, you know, we're starting. And I have to say it was like a wonderful experience and I've met a lot of great people. Uh, and you know, during our meetings, we'd talk about what is cybersecurity? Uh, you know, what does an MSSP really mean? How are we selling stuff? What are we, what are we selling? Where are the gaps in the market? What should ConnectWise do? Uh, and then also, like, how are we as MSPs really protecting our own uh, house, so to speak? And we're really, at this day and age, walking around with targets on our back, right? The more successful you get, the more endpoints you have under management, the, you know, the bigger target you might become for uh, a hacking organization, state-sponsored hackers. I mean, you name it, and we're targeted by it. And... 
you know, during one of those meetings, I was listening to a story about an MSP that had gotten compromised who had a pretty mature security practice, right? They had a lot of like operational efficiencies and maturity. They had uh, the right security stuff happening uh, and they still unfortunately got compromised. And it, it made me realize that at my MSP, we had a lot of sensitive data like passwords at rest in the ticketing system, which is ConnectWise Manage and uh, email, right? So all, all of our email under our support address and all of our clients' primary decision makers are the people asking for onboarding and offboarding. So then those inboxes had all these passwords in it. And I think that, you know, it was like a little bit of shame on me because I had this data at rest, but also, holy cow, I need to fix this problem immediately for my MSP. And so that was like kind of my inception point of traceless from a business idea. Uh, and, you know, after doing some research, there wasn't really a good way that was integrated into ConnectWise Manage to send and receive sensitive data. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make an app for my company and then try to turn that app into something for other MSPs. That's awesome. And the feedback so far uh, from MSPs that I've spoken to has been very encouraging. Um, is that because you believe it is so innovative in the industry at the moment? You know, I think it's a very simple idea and there's just a, it's just providing people a better way. Uh, and I think general from consumers up into enterprise, people are a lot more conscious about private data and sensitive data being breached. And it's not that that pace of attack uh, towards that data is not slowing. So I think that, you know, if we look outside of the MSP world, it's definitely uh, a direction that a lot of businesses and also like regulations uh, are heading. Uh, I think the other thing that's great about Traceless was a suggestion from a guy in, in the CISO think tank named Victor. Um, so a little shout out to him was, you know, hey, I'm having a hard time doing identity verification for service requesters. And so that was, that's kind of the other side of the application is doing identity verification for the service requesters calling in. And that I think is going to be something that people really adopt in the future in the MSP space. Security and simplicity. Yeah. And also like at Traceless, we're trying to do one thing very simply and very well. And I think as an MSP owner, when you look at tools, you might have 10 tools that have overlap of one thing that you want to do. And, and again, that, that's great. I think there's a lot of tools that land and expand and they grow their business and they're offering. Uh, it's a natural evolution for a software company. Um, and I'm sure we'll evolve in ways next year that will allow for uh, more customer adoption and uh, functions, but I think we're really trying to stay where we are uh, to really provide a good experience and a product that's rock solid for our customers. That's awesome. That's really great, Gene. Thank you so much for talking about Traceless and 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 also your your life in technology and and the pivots you've made. I want to finish off now um, with some uh, quick fire three questions that I that I do with 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 all of our guests here, and you know. It's interesting because these are the things at the top of your head. But the first one is, what is one thing do you wish you knew 
when you started your business that you know now? Wow. One thing. Make it two if it makes it easier. <laughs> you know, I think the the thing that sticks out in my mind right now is the having the idea of what a successful business means. And so, you know, like in a quick example, I think in the early part of my MSP career, I was like, oh, I need employees and like all these things that I would associate with a bigger, more successful business, right? And so when someone would say, oh yeah, I have, you know, 15 or 20 employees, I'd be like, wow, that's incredible. But I never like stopped and said, well, you know, what's your profit, right? And what are your margins? And I think that there are a lot of MSP owners who run small under 10 you know, employee shops that are very profitable and, and live very great and balanced lives. And for me, that's what success means today. Not like how many employees do you have, right? It's, it's how, how is your business run? How profitable is it? Uh, and what does your work and, and personal life balance look like? Three, three really important points. Who inspires you now or who and who inspired you in the past and why? Yeah, so I think there are some some of my peers that really inspire me um, to to run a better MSP on that side. You know, I think my family is really inspiring me right now. Uh, you know, my wife and I have a close to two year old boy, and kind of taking a time, you know, some some a step back and really staying present in the moment as my son's growing up is inspiring me to think about how my work life is and what I'm doing in my own career. Um, so that's that's kind of what's turning the the gears these days. That's great. And and finally, I, I love this one because it could be it could be hardware, it could be software, it could be a broom, it could be a coffee machine. But what's one tool in your business that you cannot do without, and, and why? It's a good question. You know, I think you know if if I, if I was going to ask you, if I was going to tell you functionally, you know, I think I think ConnectWise Manage is probably the most central tool to our business operations. So functionally, I think that that would probably be my answer. But, you know, right now, uh, from like a geek perspective, I just got one of those new Apple laptops with the M1 chips. And it's it's by and far the best piece of hardware I've ever worked on personally in my life. Like it just is totally insane with performance and battery life. It's 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 been really really great that's fantastic i love that i love i love technology as you know and and um to to give you know what you use every day and also uh, a process a uh, bit of software that you use in your business every day to help your business grow and succeed is great feedback um gene i want to really thank you for the 20 odd minutes that you've spent with me um you know it's great doing this podcast because i get to speak to so many different people from so many walks of life that have had um, ups, downs, sideways movements or whatever, and, and you know, I've personally had that myself. But, um, you know, to have people that are innovative and inspiring and so forth is the whole basis of the Vanguard podcast, and um, I really appreciate you being on. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure, Scott. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Vanguard podcast brought to you by MetCloud. And thank you to Gene for taking the time out to speak to me. 
I liked how Gene mentioned that he wishes he'd known when he started the business years ago of what success would mean to him now as a business owner. And that having the biggest office or the most staff does not necessarily mean the most profitable or successful business. Success to Gene now is how the business is run, how profitable it is, and what the work-life balance is for him and his team. Thanks again, Gene, and a great insight into your journey. Be sure to join us for the next episode of the Vanguard Podcast, where I'll be speaking to a friend of mine who is a former Olympian and one of the team who inspired a Disney movie that was a global success. This person is one of the most inspirational men I know, and his story is simply amazing, so be sure not to miss it. Finally, as the world continues to battle this pandemic, we hope you all see 2021 as a new year of opportunity and success. Thanks again for listening, and remember, take care, stay safe, and keep on innovating.